Jackson. Hey, man. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Great it's Sunday. It is. The You're weather's right. nifty. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice day. Yeah, it's great. I can't complain. Um, what's new with you? Uh, you know, not too much. <laughs> Nothing at all. <laughs> Sorry, I, a neighbor made a noise and Charlie raised up like the audacity that someone else exists. Shut the fuck up out there. <laughs> My dog is like a grumpy old man and somebody upsets his nap. He's just like, it's pretty good. <laughs> the fuck are you doing? Hates children. Hates when anybody knocks on the door. <laughs> is somebody making a ruckus in the neighbor yard? He's going to go yell at them. <laughs> My dog is like a retired 85 year old man. It's kind of great. <laughs> He's like Clint Eastwood and Gran Torino, just less racist. I don't know. I've heard Charlie use the term zipperhead quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that old man thing where it's not like racism. He just doesn't know the terms that are correct to use now. Like he still calls people colored. Orientals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no malice intended. He just doesn't know. Have you seen the clip of somebody calling into like the news broadcast? It was like a televised little like debate, but they were both politicians were a minority. That's why they had them debating. Mm -hmm. And the lady called and she goes, "I want you guys to know that I don't have a problem with you minority folks." Oh no! And the host like, "And we got to cut you off." (laughs) They don't screen the calls before. That intern was let go shortly after. (laughs) Yeah, for real. It's a real shame. (laughs) Good luck on your next adventure. Um, Anyways, speaking of good luck on your next adventure, Mm. uh, DC's announcing things. Yeah. Yeah. They're the 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 takeover of I guess Discovery. Yeah. Of Warner Brothers, not necessarily DC. Yeah. But has happened, so Warner Brothers is getting a little bit of a change on its DC properties. Yeah. Um, it started with them taking all the CW shows out back and showing them a farmland they're going to go run through. Yeah, that's probably for the best. A lot of those shows are getting very long in the tooth. <laughs> like season two was long in the tooth on some of them. I mean, I definitely watched like the first, what, three seasons of Arrow and thought it was fine. Yep. I, I watched like the first season of Flash. It was okay. It was okay. I never liked it as much as the Flash show from the 90s. I love, I love that show. That show rocks. It's now the most successful Flash thing, though. Yeah, by far. Yeah. It's <laughs> wild. That one's being done. Uh, Batwoman, that got shot down real quick. Yeah, what? They did three seasons of that? Three. Well, it was they had Ruby Rose as the first one, and then she something happened. There's some drama. Either she was like burnt out or like couldn't do it anymore or something. Does she like suck? Is she like a problem? I don't know. I didn't okay. look into it too deeply, okay. but maybe she is a problem. She's in John Wick too. I know that. No, she she's is. like fine in that. Yeah. She doesn't she, speak. No, nope. and then she dies. Yeah. So we couldn't find out. Um, but yeah, so they ended that, and they recast Batwoman. I think they only made it like a season. Okay. But I never, I never watched that show. Not because I have any problem with Batwoman, but because I was like, I, I don't want to see. No, yeah. Like basic cable prime time. Take on this kind of Batman, complex character. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. Well, especially when it's like kind of, I would say complex like characters, but yeah. Batwoman has a very. You know what's bizarre? They've done a few like Gotham kind of centric shows, mm-hmm. 
um, with the exception of like actually Gotham, where like Bruce Wayne is growing up. But they've done it a few times, and every single one their conceit is like, okay, Batman has disappeared. He has abandoned Gotham City. And yep. I was like, more than once you've done this? It's all they have. And now there's a new show where they're like, they picked up a pilot, and it's called like uh, Gotham Knights, and they want to do that. Oh, man. That same deal. Is that gonna be, I wonder if that's going to be more like along that video game where Batman's dead. And it's them scrambling to save Gotham because everybody's like, oh shit, the bat's dead. Yeah. And they're all like, coming out at once. But I'm like, I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch your Batman shit without Batman in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a very weird thing where they have, I guess, the easy ability to make these properties. Yeah. Where, like, you know, Batman takes, like, four different legal jumps it has to go through to get Yeah, they have approved. to get a lot of approvals to... Yeah. yeah. And the, the weird thing is I always thought Batman would be cool... As a, as a TV show, mm-hmm. if you had, like, enough of a budget, like, if it was on HBO or something like that. Oh, yeah. Because you could tell lower-key stories, and I yes. like and I like that. But I don't think they'll ever let them do that. I don't think no. Warner Brothers will ever. It's going to be, not especially after the success of the Batman. Yeah. Like, I, money-wise. I think the closest we'll get is maybe Pattinson shows up in an episode or two of these series they're doing, like mm-hmm. the Penguin series, which start shooting this summer. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now that's this is the first penguin since the original penguin that's been in a TV show and a movie. Since Burgess Meredith? Yep. Yeah. That's rad. That's fun. Um, the birth of penguin. And it's Come cool back. that the way this is breaking down, like if they start shooting it now, it'll be out next year. Mm-hmm. So we'll have like the penguin next year, probably that Arkham show the year after that, and yep. then Batman two the year after that. Yeah. Now that we're officially getting Batman two. Yeah. It, this entire universe is starting to like form on H- HBO, mm-hmm. which I think is why um, CW is slowly getting taken out. Yeah. Although I do want their Superman to like continue. That show's pretty good. Um, I just like him as Superman. I kind of like that he's not like. The more I look at him, the more I love the fact that he's not like super buff and. He's huge. like a regular guy. That should be like the point of Superman. Exactly. Like, Superman's not strong because he works out. No, he's obviously <laughs> an alien. <laughs> he has superpowers. He could be a freaking twig yeah. and still lift cars. Like that's the point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I absolutely agree that I forget the same thing. Taylor something or another. Um. Oh, it's. I, I don't know. I don't. Tyler. Tyler. Whatever. Something. Doesn't matter. Doesn't. But No offense, Tyler. So. No. But yeah, that Superman show's been fun. It's like kind of the best thing I think they've done in a while. But mm-hmm. it's probably going to get... They also apparently do a weird thing where they do like one episode and then it's like four months and then another episode and then like three months and another episode. They don't release them frequently back to back. Is that... That's true? Yeah. it's. Yeah. I've just been following, I guess, they had really low ratings and everybody's like, well, yeah, when you give a couple months between each episode. like That's bizarre people are gonna forget i wonder what the story with that is i don't know <laughs> all those shows gotta be taken out back uh, um but yes so you you touched on it the batman gets a sequel now yes we get to freak out for another four years yeah the cycle begins anew <laughs> again it gave us purpose in Beautiful. life it's the circle of life that uh elton john sang about that's right uh it's hopefully it won't get delayed as much yeah hopefully <laughs> hopefully there are no rumors at all about what it's about, which is fine with me. No, the only like thing that's barely a rumor is Matt Reeves said the name Mr. Freeze out loud in a few interviews, so now everybody is like, okay. Must be Mr. Here Freeze. Here we go, Mr. Freeze, which I would love. Me that too. That would be cool. That would be fantastic. I think it's probably going to be Mr. Freeze. It mm. feels like it's perfect for it. Mm. Um, 
it'll be intriguing to see how Gotham changes. That's what I'm most excited for. Yeah. Because now we have a Batman who's been in the sunlight. People like him. He's actually renowned as a hero. Yeah. We haven't seen that. Even the Dark Knight was... He killed himself before people could love him again, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, he never... Like, he, you know, had the fall down in the Dark Knight, and then... Yeah, that story... That, that, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so we never actually got to see Batman, like, be a good guy. The story is bizarre. <laughs> that it Dark really Knight is. Rises story is bizarre. <laughs> it really is. But yeah, no, I'm obviously very excited about it. I loved the Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of... Uh, hope and anticipation for where he can take his mm-hmm. world and his story yeah the I, kind of things you can do oh yeah i think it's going to give me a lot of animated series feels mm-hmm. going forward yeah um i have now watched the batman four times not as much as you but it's nice that every single time i watch it it's just like i feel like i sink more and more into it yeah and i just enjoy it more and more yeah it's becoming comfort yeah which is fantastic yeah. for me if, yeah, no, every time I saw, I saw it in the theater, I liked it more and more. <laughs> so, um, that's great. Yeah. That's thrilling. But, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm excited. Yeah, well, what would you want to see? Probably Mr. Freeze. Okay. I feel like Mr. Freeze needs, like, redemption. Uh-huh. Um, I want to see them do something with Two-Face, either introduce who Two-Face is going to be, if it's not Harvey Dent. Yeah. But I don't want to see Two-Face. I want to see that build up for at least... A full movie. Yeah. Or a TV show. Or even start in the Penguin show and blend into the movie. I think it'd be really cool if they introduced him on the Penguin show. Mm-hmm. As, like, the, that's the antagonist. Yeah. Because we're, yeah, like we're following Penguin and this new DA that's coming in to help clean up Gotham. Yeah. Is, yeah, being a wrench. And it's also going to be intriguing to see who gets introduced in Penguin show villain-wise. Like, just another villain. Yeah. Well, it'd be a cool way to introduce, like, other Mafia figures. Like, I have this real thing that I want for either the Batman 2 or something else in the universe. I really want to see Rupert Thorne. That'd be fun. Who's, like, a, like a mob figure. They used him a lot in the animated series. Yeah. Um, but he was a big uh, carryover from, like, the uh, Marshall Rogers um, era of, uh, of Batman. That's where, like, Silver St. Cloud was introduced. Like, she worked for him. Mm-hmm. So he was, like, this political figure that was like secretly a mobster. Uh, so I think it'd be really cool, especially if this, if you have this Bella Real story mm-hmm. uh, continuing that like you would introduce Rupert Thorne as like a foil for her who like presents himself as this like po- politician in Gotham city, but also has these mob ties. Mm-hmm. And then you could put silver St. Cloud in it. Cause I feel like Batman's got a few, like he never has a Lois Lane. You know what I mean? Oh well, yeah. But he's got a few of these kind of like, romantic foil characters throughout the history of the comic books that uh, were like big deals and uh, silver saint cloud is like the big one that we haven't seen in a movie it's got kind of a silly name but it's there's something like B- james bondian about it so i think oh, you yeah. get away with it and that'd be fun to like <laughs> if that's more for bruce wayne to actually give yeah somebody who's interested in bruce wayne and then you have catwoman who comes back you have yeah a little fun torment or not torment but kind of tugging yeah. back and forth back and on forth. um who he actually has feelings for yeah so that'd be fun i would love to see stuff like that if they don't do mr freeze necessarily what i would really like to see is like an escape from new york kind of thing like if they if you set it like maybe a year after this movie Mm -hmm. and like maybe gotham is starting to be rebuilt but it's still got like these areas that are almost unsalvageable yeah um and those areas are like taken over by these different 
like crime interests or gangs or something like that. And you take maybe, maybe you've got like Bella Real who's being targeted by Rupert Thorne, who gets this sort of like criminal conspiracy together to like, she gets stranded mm-hmm. in one of these areas of the city where they can't get her out. So you go like real escape from New York and then like Batman goes in and it's like set in one night and they just go through these different areas of Gotham, like take a big no man's land influence. Yeah. And you can introduce different villain characters that way that'd be cool i would think that would be that would be awesome and then like all these guys are like not only trying to go after maybe rupert thorne puts like a bounty out there to like kill her mm-hmm. and on also like bonus like you can take out the batman now too because i have this real uh love for this idea in the batman that like organized crime didn't really take him seriously yeah like he's out there like beating up muggers and shit like that and they're like whatever Exactly. Like, and you can see that uh, Carmine Falcone, when Batman's like walking him down that hallway, is like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> like, wait, what do you think this is? Um, but then, like, everybody sees, like, "Oh, the Batman took down Carmine Falcone, who was like the king of the city." Yeah. So now it's he's like this thing. He's a problem mm-hmm. now. Like, this is a real thing. That would be fun to have, like, even Rupert Thorne be who Falcone was answering to. Like, it's always a bigger fish. Mm-hmm. That'd that, be interesting. That would be kind of cool, just to. Why yeah. not? Um, one thing that somebody brought up was this would be a fun time to introduce the uh, the police blimps from the animated series. That'd be interesting. Like over the no man's like the yeah down just that would be a cool way to have those be putting around the, like the. Uh, I would like to I would like to see them do stuff like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I I do I just like this idea of a real grimy and that way you can have a different sort of cinematic influence. Like if the last one was really heavily noir, this one's like real heavily like Mad Max, mm-hmm. um, Escape from New York. This like sort of gutter punk. Oh yeah, yeah. And it can still be that gritty style that they've been using too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, it would just like perfectly. retain everything that was great about the last one, but like amp it up with these like different different mm-hmm. influences. And I would call it Kill the Batman. Oh, that's a good one. Batman to kill the Batman. I'm a sucker for just like a real great naming scheme in a series of movies. We kind of got cheated out of it in the Nolan movies. Yeah. So we had Batman Begins, cool. We had The Dark Knight, great title. Then we had The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Like what the fuck? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, it was the Batman of... kill the Batman, and then like something, the third one. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. I. See, now it's going to be fun to see what they do if it is Mr. Freeze, which I think it is. Mm-hmm. If they're going to, I think just the simple PR would be all the red lighting is now blue. I would love, yeah, I would love to see Mr. Freeze. But yeah. No, if they do my idea, though, I want to see the ventriloquist. Uh- <laughs> he honestly, like, nobody's done the ventriloquist, and, like, they should. Yeah. I also, I have a real thing for Killer Moth. Mm. They need to do Killer, They. I think Matt Reeves can do Killer Moth, and it would be fucking dope as shit. That would be interesting. Because you know what his, like, gimmick is? from the Like, he's, like, a joke villain now that mm-hmm. nobody takes seriously. But his whole thing when he first showed up was he's a guy, he's, like, a career criminal. And he starts, like, renting out his services to guys who are, like, planning crimes. And he's like, hey, so I'll come with you. And if Batman shows up, I'll fight Batman. And you can, like, get out of there. Oh, interesting. And I was like, that's such an interesting idea to, like, this guy who's like, hey, there's a fucking entrepreneurial opportunity in this. <laughs> he's like a mercenary for hire. Yeah, he's exactly. But he's he's Batman insurance. That's fun. And not even that he thinks he can, like, beat Batman, but he's like, I'll distract Batman so you can get away. Yeah. He just knows at least he can get away, too, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And Batman doesn't kill. I think that's really rad. 
That would be kind of fun. You could totally redo him that way, too. Where mm-hmm. it's, you don't even have to... Yeah, you can do him any sort of... Like, you can do whatever. You can make him, like, a legitimate threat. Or you can just, like, make him this, like, weird, like, quirky thing that starts happening. Almost like comedic relief in and a Batman little bit. Batman has to, like, deal with, like, what? He's back again? <laughs> He's just a resilient motherfucker. Like, he doesn't really beat him down, but he puts yeah. up enough of a... Like, every single time. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm super excited. They're taking it in the right direction. Yeah, um, like really, Matt Reeves can do whatever he wants. He's earned the uh, the Chris Nolan. Oh yeah, clout from like begins going into the Dark Knight. Where I was like, I don't care. I don't care what it's about. <laughs> they got lucky again because <laughs> it was Batman going down a dark path. Batman and Robin, with that fucking mess that we all watched. Yeah, in, in Justice League. Yeah, it was all a mess. And now it's like okay, it got like reset in a nice fun. Yeah, we got way. something great. Yeah, something great again. So although. I think Batman v Superman is worse than Batman and Robin, but that's fun. <laughs> no, that's a legit argument. I can see At least it. Batman and Robin's fun. <laughs> that's true. At least it leans into his campiness. <laughs> he has a credit card. Yeah. Yeah. It expired. It has uh, forever as its expiration date. <laughs> <laughs> it was truly them bringing back the Adam West, like, campiness. Because I'm trying. Yes. It's not as successfully funny as the Adam West. Like, that Adam West Batman movie, I think it's, like, one of the funniest movies ever made like it's got jokes that are really funny (laughs) i watched that movie almost on a loop as a child yeah it's it's awesome yeah it's fantastic and it fits it like works perfectly when you're a child you like take it seriously oh yeah Yeah, (laughs) it was whatever yeah i was was on the edge of my seat yeah like like, absolutely you're like hey mom the stakes are high this week (laughs) they might feed robin to a giant clam did the helicopter crash into a mattress factory or something like that yeah (laughs) God damn it. And their lives are saved by a porpoise that jumps in front of a torpedo. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the quiet nobility, the almost human porpoise. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Um, people keep saying they want to see Robin in this one. I don't I don't know if I it's... really do want to see Robin. I don't want to see the suit. What? Yeah, I don't. I want to see like a whole like... I'm not a big fan of rushing... I want him to figure out, like, himself first. I need Batman to, like, understand who he is fully. Uh-huh. And I think the second movie is going to be him fully grasping, like, what he means now to the city. Uh-huh. And then once he realizes what he means, I think that's the perfect time to bring in Robin. Mm-hmm. To kind of help him, like... Now, granted, they could do where, like, bringing in Robin is what helps him realize what he can be. Yeah. They could do that. But, um... Yeah. No, it all depends on what Mavericks want to do wants to do. But somewhere in this series I do want to see Robin. Oh yeah. And I don't want a bullshit non Robin where you're like a thirty year old? Your name is uh Robin. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> or like it's Dick Grayson and he never puts the suit on. Mm-hmm. Like get get out of here with that shit. No yeah. He needs to have the suit. Yeah. We need to have the hood. I want him to have a staff. Yeah. Only because that's the coolest fucking thing they did for Robin. I really yeah. I want Robin. It's time to do Robin and do it for real. Yeah. The every other media has figured a way to make all the Robins fun and relevant. Yeah. And... Well, it's so bizarre because I I kind of get it, but we've had so many film versions of Batman at this point, and so little Robin. And Robin is a character that's been around since the second year of Batman's publication. Yeah. And never not been around after that. No, yeah, yeah. For 99% of the time there's been Batman in comic books, there's been Robin. <laughs> it's not like this, like, sometimes character no, that no, you no, can ignore. Like, there's, in yeah. fact, four or five Robins. It is Batman and Robin. 
they've done so many Robins that there's one that has died and came back as a vigilante. And Two. Then, <laughs> you're right. So, no, I definitely want him. I want yeah. full, like, I want to be Dick Grayson. I want it to be um, just kind of the new look they've given him because I think it's perfect. I love the hood. I love the hood with the, like, the eye. mask. Yeah, the eye mask. Not just the eye mask, but that hood just... Yeah, the hood's cool. It's just, like, makes him... It kind of takes away from his boyish, like, figure. Because it makes him a little more, like, mysterious. I don't know. Sure. I just love the name. Yeah, it's just cool. Yeah, it just looks cool. Because that was a weird thing with Chris O'Donnell. The dude was, like, legit 30. Yeah. <laughs> Here's this ward you have to take on. Yeah. And even if he's 18, too old. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what do you mean I have to take him on? Go get a job. Yeah, Go get, get an apartment. a fucking job. <laughs> <What the fuck? laughs> You're fine. What do you mean? <laughs> Go to school. <laughs> Go to college. He tries. Like, You're right. Gets into the bike race. He's like, I need, no, Bruce Wayne tries because he's got that thing where he's like, I need a boy. Oh. Or I need a name. Bat Boy, Nightwing. And he goes, what about Dick Grayson, college student? <laughs> Well, there was fun elements in Batman Forever with Robin. Um, they just, I feel like they never just fully dove into it. Because he was kind of like wild and like crazy. And like, they were so close to hitting it perfectly with Val Kilmer being like, no, like you need to be focused. You need to take this seriously. Yeah. I think then, they do a pretty good job with the Robin, mm-hmm. presenting a traditional Robin origin story in that movie. Yeah. It was, that movie is like, not bad. I know. <laughs> it's just. I submit that it is good. <laughs> The worst thing in that movie is Two-Face, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. Then we got another Two-Face. Batman Forever is a lot of fun. Batman Forever is a lot of fun. And then Batman and Robin's just this weird fucking... They just took a right turn. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they were kind of on a path. I never actually like addressed this. So why did they switch from Val Kilmer? Did he just not want to do it? He doesn't want to do it. Huh. He says that... Um, they went, or when they contacted him, he was already making the saint, so he couldn't. Mm. But I also know that Joel Schumacher like didn't like working with him mm. and thought he was difficult and kind of an asshole, which is like a motif in Val Kilmer's life. Well, damn, because he's a very good Batman and a very good Bruce Wayne. I think he's a good Batman, yeah. yeah. But he yeah, is- I, th- I think really he just didn't want to do it again. Which is fair. Like he's talked about since then that he kind of felt tricked. <laughs> like they thought he thought they were gonna make a more serious movie. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, when you watch the ones that came before it, and then you go to that one, it is definitely... Yeah, he's a... like, I thought I was going to be in, like, a cool, weird, kinky... Yeah. <laughs> German expressionist cartoon. Well, I mean, he had uh, Nicole Kidman, like, That's just fair. on his dick that whole movie. That's very heavily on his dick, yeah. too. So, that actually is a fair point. So Maybe that's what they had to give him to have him actually be happy in there. <laughs> the love interest in all those movies was weird, too. Yeah. They all found out who he was. Yeah, that's just like a thing you did. I know. It's weird to look back on now, though. It was only important, really, in the Selena Kyle sense. True. That they find out who each other are. And that scene is so good. Why are you dressed up like Batman? <laughs> that's Christopher Walken. I know, but that's um, what I think of in that scene. No, he and her... She and um, Catwoman and Batman find out who each other are at a masquerade ball where everybody's wearing masks except mm-hmm. for them because their masks are their yep. regular human identities. And then they're dancing with each other and they repeat each other's lines back to each other and that's when they both free- figure out who, who they the are. other one is. It's so good. It's such it w- a good fucking movie. It was a good movie. <laughs> Damn. Danny DeVito too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, that... 
that penguin performance just is gonna live in its own thing. Oh yeah. I don't think anybody will ever try to like go near that again. Yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> you just have to do a completely different thing. But yeah. That's what's so great about Colin Farrell's is like a completely different interpretation, but it's so good. And it's as gross. It is. Like he's as disgusting a human being. <laughs> I just love when they're interrogating him. Hey, what are you showing me? He's got this like sneery smile that's like really upsetting to me. And he's got his teeth are so bizarre looking. Uh-huh. He has that uh, weird scar like yeah. going like up. Well, he's got that great, he's got that line when Batman's talking to him at the Iceberg Lounge where he's talking about the mayor. Uh, and the girl, and he's just like, well, if he, maybe I should ask his wife. And he's like, what, too soon? And he smiles, and I'm just like, what a piece of shit. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so happy for Colin Farrell. He's a, it's a great character, and he gives such a good performance. Well, like, it had to be the most fun thing in the entire world. Like, talk about just getting absolutely lost. Yeah. Like, you don't look anything like yourself. You like, can just fully let go. Yeah. I can't wait to see that show. I can't wait to just see him do that every week. <laughs> That's I can literally not get enough Penguin. Yeah, he's probably just going to be a fun reoccurring character as he should be. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want no. This Penguin should not be like a main bad guy. Like he should just constantly. Yeah, but become like more and more of a problem as it mm-hmm. goes. Exactly. Like yeah. just constantly building his empire, but he's still never like the problem. Yeah. Until in a third movie, we see him with a top hat and a monocle and a <laughs> cigarette holder. Let's fucking do it. That would be a lot of fun. Give it to me. Like him just leaning into him, like having all the power. Yeah. Well, because he's already this guy that w- with like an inflated sense of self. Mm-hmm. So just like as he gets more successful, it would just get like more and more ridiculous in like a Donald Trump kind of way. Oh, yeah. Um, and I love that. And it, like they just lay it on the on the line in his very first scene when uh, like Batman's got him up against the wall and he's like, hey, don't you know my reputation? And Batman's like, yeah, I do. Do you? <laughs> Exactly. It actually would be kind of fun for every single movie. Um, mm-hmm. Penguin basically just uses Batman to take out his competition in a way, and then he just comes up behind and picks up whatever pieces he needs to pick up. That'd be very interesting, yeah. And then he's just following on his coattails, just building his empire bigger and bigger yeah. because of him. Yeah, and it's a different kind of way to show that whole like debate about whether or not Batman... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good or not? Yeah, exactly. Like, instead of doing the, the Joker thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like look at this. Like, <laughs> penguins like fucking untouchable now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be. That you're creating could see them these, doing that. You too. Create, you're creating these power vacuums. <laughs> look what's happening. <laughs> I, because that's what the show's going to be about. Is literally the yeah him like consolidating power and mm-hmm. growing. Yeah, because it's, the Gotham's just basically been reset, and now it's who can take over, which I think is a fun, very fun idea. We'll see. We'll see. Anyways. So, another idea that we had, mm-hmm. um, that we have been doing, speaking of what-ifs. Yeah. Because we've been doing reboots for the monster movies, which was a lot of fun, by the mm-hmm. way. Bringing mm-hmm. all them to modern time was, I had a blast. Yeah, me too. So now we're going to do like a Marvel movie, right? Yeah. That's the, the one movie or two or whatever. Because I just have my own personal rabbit hole of how Miles Morales can have his own Spider-Man universe and just fully be on his own and not on anybody's coattails okay that's mine well i guess he's technically on somebody's but yeah the way they can do it is very smooth yeah okay so i don't know what is yours uh mine's a lot more simple oh yeah oh speaking of marvel stuff have you heard the rumors with fantastic four what that um john krasinski is now signed or he's more intrigued to direct fantastic four and star is that why john wants Mm -hmm. is that why they got rid of john wants yeah he stepped down because i guess 
he was only doing it because they couldn't get John Krasinski. 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 That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. I do too. I think he's a good director. Yeah, and he's a very fun. Um, and I know that fan cast of him and Emily Watts, Emily Watt, Emily Blunt. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. That, yeah, it's kind of perfect too. I'm, I'm into that. Yeah, I think it'd be a lot of fun. I mean, he's a great director, so. Yeah. What if they got Seth Rogen to play the thing? <laughs> that actually would be. <laughs> So, like, kind of in some way, it could and he's actually... just doing, a, like, a little bit of a tough guy voice, like a tough guy Brooklyn voice, but it's still mostly Seth Rogen. That kind of would be a fun contrast if he just... Yeah. I think that would be great. Because one of the things, like, most intrinsic uh, identifiers is, is, like, Jewish identity. <laughs> and I, would, I think that would be fucking awesome. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun, actually. Oh, my God. Could you, could you imagine, like, a Thing Hulk meet up that way oh yeah it's my favorite fucking thing in marvel comics it's the thing hulk uh rivalry shit maybe they have to do seth rogan now yeah they should you're welcome kevin feige (laughs) again i will take a producer credit (laughs) um but no uh you can go ahead and do your your miles thing and i'll just okay it's it's basically just simply an idea okay my idea is all three spider-man have now sprung themselves back into relevancy where everybody wants their movies to all continue. Yeah, and Sony actually went to Andrew Garfield and he told him to fuck off. I don't blame him. <laughs> Fucking wouldn't trust Sony either. But the one thing that is just sitting there, and it's so just right for the taking, mm-hmm. is Tobey Maguire's write-off or swing-off into the sunset. <laughs> it's after after Spider-Man 3, and this is something that especially with um, Doctor Strange coming out, Sam Raimi has come out and talked a lot about how he knows he messed up Spider-Man 3, and how he wanted to redeem himself with Spider-Man 4. I feel so bad for Sam Raimi. Right? Um, he wanted to redeem himself for it and give like a redemption for the character, for the fans, for everybody. This could be it. I think the movie uh, No Way Home touched on enough of what Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man's going through where it can set up for his retirement story, his retirement movie. Talked about his back being fucked up a bunch, how he's tired, how him and MJ have had to work through a lot of shit with him being Spider-Man, but they're still together. Uh-huh. It all can slowly build up to, we return from No Way Home, he gets teleported back, that's where we pick up, and he goes, he's like redeemed into being Spider-Man, he has like a rebirth for it, he's doing it, but then we can slowly get introduced to Miles Morales in this universe, mm-hmm. and he finds Miles Morales, either maybe he got bit by the spider again. He notices the spider sense connection uh-huh. somehow. I don't know how we're gonna do that. It maybe Peter's a professor now. Who knows what they're doing with their lives? I like I like those um, Straczynski stories where Peter's just like a, a high school science teacher. Yeah, that's what they should do. They, perfect high school science teacher, and then just Miles Morales is a kid that comes in and he feels the spider sense with him. Yeah, maybe we don't even get him being bit by a spider. Maybe that's how we get introduced to Miles Morales. It's just literally Peter's in class. He's about to teach, new kid, transferred here from wherever, mm-hmm. and he just feels the sense. Mm. And they have like a moment right there. And we can slowly build on that. But the great thing that we can do is Peter can realize Miles has these powers too. He can train him up. He can teach him how to do this. Mm-hmm. And then finally at the end, maybe they're fighting somebody. I don't care who it is. But Miles Morales actually steps up and like saves Peter from being killed, right? And uh-huh. Peter goes, you're ready. Like, yeah. 
You're Spider-Man. You can do this. Uh-huh. I'll be here to help you. You have my number, but you got this. The city's yours. I'm taking a break. Uh-huh. And him and MJ can just go and fucking live life. He, he can trust Miles with the city. Uh-huh. It's all under him. He's on his own. And now we have a whole brand new universe to explore with Miles. And he's not stepping on anybody's like coattails. We're not shoving him into the Tom Holland universe. Yeah. He just has his own one to breathe in. Sure. Breathe, exist, create his own stories. The style can change. We can more focus on like the music can be more like hip hop, which is like one of my favorite fucking things about Miles Morales. It's like any universe he's in, uh-huh. video game, that animated movie. The music is fucking dope. Mm-hmm. It is good fucking like hip hop music. Yeah. And Spider Man swinging to like fucking some dope beats is awesome. <laughs> I don't care who you are. <laughs> when you play the game, it's fucking dope. It's dope. Anyways, that's my idea. Uh-huh. That's my concept is we use that launching pad to give Tobey Maguire a great send-off for mm-hmm. retirement. Yeah. And then we introduce Miles Morales in the same way. And he just gets to breathe. He just gets to exist. Not bad. Right? Yeah. I, I have no that. idea on the details, <laughs> but I just think that's how it should go. Yeah. What villain would you want to use? It would have to be... I don't even know. And like, is Sam Raimi directing it? Why not? Okay. He said he's open to it now. Yeah. And then I guess at that point, like, if you wanted to continue, that'd be fun. But they can also switch directors. Like, this could also just be Sam Raimi's... His own goodbye to Spider-Man. Yeah. Redeeming for Spider-Man 3. Because I think there's motivation there. Sure, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, <laughs> if he had the chance to, like, make one good Spider-Man movie to end it, he would. Yeah. Probably. And that would just be a really, really fun thing to do. And then you basically get, from that point on, you don't have to worry about Miles taking over. Is he going to? Is he not? He just has his own. We yeah. see Tom Holland Spider-Man. Then a couple months later, we go and see freaking Miles Morales. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That'd be fun. That would be fun. I, I would love know. to see a live-action Miles. It's, it's, I think it's time. Oh, yeah, I agree. And they've kind of walked into a really good situation of... Doing something that nobody's done before, which is bringing old characters back. Which I mean, guess Flash is doing it with Michael Keaton. But what <laughs> if door- that movie ever comes out? If, if it ever comes out, if Ezra stops beating people in Hawaii. <laughs> but um, it's just a really fun opportunity that no one's really gotten to do, mm-hmm. especially when you have comic book universes where somebody always takes over. Yeah. And how do you subtly do that? We have Batman and Batman Beyond. Yeah. You know, there's the Miles Morales. You have the Spider-Man 2020 or 2099. Yeah. Those are all different arcs that nobody thought we could get to. Mm-hmm. But we're kind of staring it in the face. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What villain do you think would be perfect for kind of... It's got to be somebody... Uh, Mr. Jared Leto as Dr. Michael Morbius, please. Thank you. That, that universe needs to die. So, <laughs> it's not going to. They just announced Venom 3. But <laughs> Those movies make money, man. Stop seeing Venom. <laughs> Please, it needs to stop. It's, it is shocking to me that they're going to continue after that second one because that movie was a fucking mess. Yeah. I, well, they, like I said, it made money. And Tom Hardy's just like, cool, another check. Tom Hardy's like, uh, uh, whatever, I love it. <laughs> I get to be weird for like, a few months. the tank. <laughs> You fucking just off my rocker for a few months and make tons of money. Party Sounds good. Fucking maniac. <laughs> um, no, but for real, like, what? Because I can't think of a villain that's like, you can go iconic enough, but something that's going to be a good enough villain that it could reasonably 
beat Spider-Man. We believe it. Uh-huh. And it makes, like, Miles actually taking it on a little more impressive. You know it would be interesting to see? Because I know Raimi's thing is always, like, the more classic. Mm-hmm. Like, he likes those 60s villains. Yeah. Um, and he never got to do, like, Vulture or Rhino or Scorpion. Yeah, Scorpion has never, hasn't really I would love to see Scorpion in a movie. But I would also be interested if it's an older Spider-Man in, like, Morlin. I think that would be interesting in a movie. Now, who's that? Morlin was a character uh, that J. Michael Straczynski did in his run. And he's bas- he's like a vampire mm-hmm. that feeds on metahumans. But it's, like, specifically people that are, like, animal totems. Like, it's very bizarre. Oh. Um. So he's coming after Spider-Man because he's Spider. a Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, that th- actually would be dope. And I think it'd be interesting if you have Miles there, too, because then it's like Peter protecting Miles from this, like, once I devour you, I'm going to go after him sort mm-hmm. of deal. Or like, So he's, like, trying to get Miles ready. Not even just, like... Because I think it is, like, a little weird to be like, oh, I'm going to train you to fight, like, put on a costume and fight crime like I do. No, <laughs> Even yeah. though it's a very specific weird thing that I do because of my guilt complex. Yeah. Um, but if it's, like, a, this thing of, like, I'm going to make sure you can protect yourself because these threats are out there. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Um, and then, yeah, I do like your concept that Peter, like, survives and goes on and lives his life because, like, the tendon, the, like, the, uh, the tendency would be there to kill him just to add pathos to the story. Yeah. But it's so and like, have him be like Miles's uncle Ben to a degree. Yeah. But I feel like that's so like, well, of course they did that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I think if we're going to, if we're honestly going to give Tobey Maguire, like the respect that he kind of yeah. earned, like he's Spider-Man started almost everything again. You know what I mean? Like we wouldn't be here without, I love that first Spider-Man movie. Exactly. Like we would just not be where we are now without that movie. Yeah. So it makes sense for that character not to die. Like, no, let him go fucking live his life. Like, let him, him and MJ go and just are normal people. Yeah. And he doesn't have to worry about it. He hears the sirens. He knows Miles has got it. Yeah. Like, that would be, that's almost more powerful to me. Because he's I think so. handing it over. Yeah. Willingly. He's free of his burden. Yeah. And that's kind of beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, this villain would be fun, too, because Tobey Maguire is the most spider man. The webs come out of him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he is the most animal-like. Yeah. So that is kind of cool. Anyways, that's just been literally sitting on my brain. Yeah, that's a fun idea. It won't happen. Who knows? Who knows? Who fucking knows? <laughs> I promise you that's probably a better idea than what Sony has right now. <laughs> it's staring them in the face and they're still going to fuck it up. Yeah, Sony, if you really want to be bold, just make a 2099 movie. <laughs> Give me Miguel O'Hara in like this crazy Blade Runner future New York City. That would be wild. That'd be fun for Andrew Garfield's world. I don't Andrew know Garfield's not coming back, man. <laughs> uh, that's why it's perfect for his. <laughs> He's out. Um, yeah, no, I like that a lot. Yeah. Very but cool. It's very much a, a, just a general concept of what... Yeah. Nothing else other than that. But we'll see. All right. I'm excited for yours, though. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm going like a completely different direction. <laughs> um, I'm, I would pitch this from within the MCU... But sort of like they're doing with Moon Knight, where, like, there's nothing that's, you know, contradicting the MCU, but mm-hmm. there's no cameos and there's no, like, okay obvious connections that you can do make it its own thing. But mm-hmm. you can also say, like, yeah, this is setting up other stuff and that he can meet Blade or whatever. But uh, I want a Ghost Rider movie. I want a good oh. Ghost Rider movie because I love Ghost Rider. 
Um, I would see this like as close as you can get to R. <laughs> and my thing is it's like the Exorcist meets Terminator 2. Like it is scary and it is like like a pulse pounding action that'd be fun movie it is like the ghost rider kills bad guys but he's not a good guy yeah like if you were if you were somewhere where ghost rider was going off and he got a hold of you you've probably done something Mm -hmm. where he would target you like it's one of those things where like he's he's the spirit of vengeance yeah he knows yeah so like it doesn't really matter like if you've jaywalked he might come after you (laughs) Honestly, like he's I not do, a he's not a superhero. <laughs> I kind of love that chaoticness of Ghost Rider too, and yeah. like him on the bike and just the leather and the flaming skull. Yeah, it's just so fucking extra that he has to go all in. Yes. Uh, so I've got um the thing I do where I've got like an opening scene mm-hmm. and then just sort of like a vague outline of like what the movie would be. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um we would we open in a void, just like blackness. Mm-hmm. And cinder blows across the frame, and the cinder forms words. And the words say, In the time before walked terrible Cathan. He saw all the things that were and the things that were not and should not be. He gave those things names, and he wrote those names down. From Gregor Rufsoff's Notes on the Darkhold. Fade into an endless stretch of dark desert highway. The only light comes from a fat, full moon until headlights appear on the horizon. Group of motorcycles. We see their vests and their jackets, their patched MC, the Warlocks. They've got two people sitting on the backs of two of their bikes, bound and blindfolded. We find out these two, this uh, boyfriend and girlfriend uh, took a job for the MC. They were going to run some drugs for them, but they said, decided to take the money and run. So they're going to make an example out of them right there in the desert somewhere near the border got the got them down on their knees the guy's begging like just let her go i'll get your money back you can do anything you want to me please they shoot him in the stomach they're all just like surrounding the two of them he's on the ground bleeding she's screaming they're laughing like bad things are about to happen there's a noise it's like a lion roaring it's another engine there's a glow on the horizon. Supernatural laughter. Like thunder cracking. The, grow, the glow is growing brighter. Something is coming down the highway at them. They all get on their motorcycles, freaked out. It's like a storm coming down the highway. And then we have this action scene, but it's more of a horror scene of them shooting down the highway they're getting picked off their bikes. There's a chain. We see flames. We see blood. Till there's finally the one guy left, the leader who shot the guy. Chain goes into the spokes of his bike. He flies off across the highway, skids up. He's all fucked up. There's a glow off screen. Boots stomping toward him. Hands grab him. We don't see a face but we do see the orange glow on his face and we hear a voice tell him that his soul is stained with the blood of the innocent and he's going to feel their pain. And we see these flashbacks of like shitty things that he's done 
and one by one these wounds start to open up on his body. Finally, a bullet wound in his stomach opens up. He starts bleeding out. We cut to black again. Ghost Rider. So Johnny Blaze has been, you know, doing this thing for a few years. Uh, he sold his soul to the devil to save his dad, and his dad died anyway. It happens. Uh, he's with his traveling circus as a uh, traveling carnival, as a daredevil. He's kind of got this thing going with this um, cute girl who does fortune-telling Roxanne. Um, but, they, he, like, he can't really do anything with her because he's a fucking, like, he's a werewolf. Like, he, mm-hmm. you know what? He's sort of a rundown guy. He's good-looking, but, you know, he's tired all the time. At night, he turns into a fucking demon and murders people. <laughs> <laughs> a little complicated. <laughs> yeah. Um, one day at the carnival, he sees somebody that he recognizes, and it, like, freaks him out. He goes home. Um, we would set up that he, like, he doesn't really like the daylight. He's got sort of, like, a vampire thing with crosses and religious symbols. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like a cross would, like, burn him. Oh, interesting. Um yeah, we're going, like, full board into it. Like, he's got a demon in him. Um, but he goes back to his um, apartment, and there's a guy, like, just kicked back on his bed with his feet up. It's Mephisto, the guy he made, or the devil that he made the deal with. Mm. And Mephisto offers him another deal. And he's just a little bit like, fuck, like, fuck you. I'm not mm. falling for this twice. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here. And he's like, no, 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 I'm being legit. Um, I found out about this thing. <laughs> I want you to go get it for me. Um, the the book, The Darkhold. It's a big thing in Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they hinted at it in uh, WandaVision. Oh, okay. That um, Agatha Harkness had it. Uh, so uh, Mephisto's learned of a location where this book might be. If he can get his hands on it, he can walk the earth like full time and full power. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, yeah, that, I want that. That sounds good. Um, so he's going to get the ghost rider to go get it for him. But Johnny blaze tells him to get fucked. And he's like, okay, well, if if it's not you, there's always somebody looking to make a deal. Um, (laughs) throughout the action of the first act, um, it's sort of a recurring thing with this, uh, motorcycle gang, the warlocks. And, uh, there's another big action scene and the ghost rider is after them. They're at a warehouse. So they do like the the drug manufacturing, Mm -hmm. uh, during this action scene where he's just like tearing these guys apart, there's a cop named uh, Mike Belladino who comes, gets there early because, you know, the cops are responding to like noise complaints or whatever. Yeah. This building's on fire. And, but he gets there early. The writer's in the middle of doing the penance stare, which is what we saw in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And as he, the, he pulls his gun up and tells him to freeze, the writer turns to look at him just briefly. Like, he gets a glance of the penance stare, and it fucks him. Like, his mind is destroyed. We would find him later. He's gone home. He's naked. He's murdered his family. He's drawing crazy symbols and shit on the walls with their blood. And Mephisto shows up. And Mephisto's like, well, you're fucked up. Um... Look, I can make all this go away. You're not going to feel this way anymore. You can have your mind back. Let's make a deal. This is the birth of Vengeance. Vengeance is basically a more evil Ghost Rider from the comics. Oh, damn. So this movie is Terminator 2. There's Ghost Rider and a worse Ghost Rider. I love that. Our main characters, like Roxanne and probably a few other people, would be like caught in the middle (laughs) 
of these of this like shit show. And then it's Johnny Blaze realizing he has to go find the Darkhold before Vengeance can get it. Yeah. Because it's a it's bad news if Mephisto gets his hands on this thing. Um, and then it's like a little bit of a race against time. Mm. Uh, it's at this church in Europe. It's a real place where it's a cathedral made of skulls. Oh shit. <laughs> and then, of course and that's where the third act kind of takes place where Mephisto actually does get his hands on it and it's like you know he has to fight a big CGI demon thing at the end Hellboy, of course Hellboy style of course yeah yeah we have to and that's it that's I love right. that because <laughs> like I'm trying to remember you were talking about it I'm trying to literally remember Nick Cage's Ghost Rider don't I know that was in it's the dark good. times. Yeah, the second one is like a little bit better just because it's crazier. That's but it's I... also not good. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it hurts. It all hurts. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Those were those during the dark times. Yeah. Of, uh, the comic movies, but Ghost Rider is like a lot of fun, and like people are starting to clamor for. And it looks yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's a flaming uh, skeleton man in a spiky leather outfit on a flaming hell cycle. And he's a fun character for everybody else to meet, too. Yeah, exactly. And it is like, it's just, he's like, it's a Black Sabbath song if you made it into a comic book. It's true. Um, and that's like exactly what I would want the movie to be. Just like this crazy heavy metal vibe where you're just like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> it has to be that or nothing. Yeah. Like you, could, like you were saying, it cannot be like boring PG-13 because mm-hmm. what's the point? If he's just going to knock people out, he's not that terrifying. But if yeah. he's going to, his chain is going to rip through their skin and yeah, pull their head off. like, <laughs> destroying these guys. Then it's a little more crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, who would, do you have anybody in mind? Not really. Uh, you got to go, I feel like, a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. Younger than Nick Cage. <laughs> I know for a long time the rumor was Norman Reedus, but now he's too old. Yeah. He's still wanting to do it, but he's, but yeah. he's getting too old. I think, like, a guy in his 30s, because he can't be too young. Yeah. He's got to have a little bit of, like, world weariness to him. Like, mm-hmm. the Johnny Blaze in my version is, like, he's, like, waking up in the, every morning and he's, like, hung over from being the Ghost Rider. Which is fair. Yeah. The demon took over your body every night. You wake up and go, this fucking sucks. Yeah, like, fuck this. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wonder what they would do with it because... They, at least Disney started to go, okay, we're going to have more mature shows and things on our platform. Um, so I wonder if they would be open to taking Ghost Rider that far. As long as you keep it PG-13, I feel like, you know, all bets are off. Yep, and you can get away with a lot in a PG-13. No, you can. You can get away with a ton. Yeah. So, because I think um, Moon Knight is their first real attempt at putting, like, content that's just really for grown-ups yeah on the platform they made a big deal about how dark they thought moon knight was that i didn't really buy until we got to the fifth episode and there's shit in the fifth episode i was like wow okay (laughs) (laughs) they let us in slowly i'm waiting to binge it i haven't started it yet yeah well this uh this tuesday will be the last episode perfect yeah i started it a little bit and i was like too tired and i was like okay i want to pay attention to this because i've heard nothing but fantastic fucking it's things. good i like it a lot it's yeah. nowhere near what i would do if you were like here's moon knight do a show or a movie oh really but it's still pretty good that's good yeah but the fact they're introducing somebody like moon knight moon knight meeting ghost rider would yeah. be fun um i feel like daredevil would be another fun one to introduce to them yeah like blade blade like they are obviously morbius <laughs> jesus Obviously. <laughs> oh, God. Fucking Sony. Somebody, somebody needs to like, get Sony under control. 
They're fucking things up. Just buy them, Disney. Come on. <laughs> yeah, just, what another fucking misery. You can't just write him a check and be like, you know you can't say no They're to this. They're never going to let Spider-Man go. Sony's no. never going to let They're Spider-Man go. They're going to fucking die on that hill. Yeah. It's fucking depressing. I'm, I'm giving it's them, all they have. I'm giving them ways out. Sony, you just be the home for Miles. It's perfect. Just, just That'd be do great. that. I know. That, I'm fucking telling you that's how you save it. Yeah. But sure, don't listen to me. I'm just what. No, let's make a Craven the Hunter movie instead. <laughs> that's what um, Sam Raimi, Raimi was going to use Craven in his fourth one. Yeah. Well, the, um, what's his name? Uh, wanted to use Craven in uh, Black Panther. Oh, shit. Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. Man, poor Craven. <laughs> and then Marvel's like, yeah, we really can't because of Sony. <laughs> Sony. They have such fun characters under la- under lockdown too. I know it sucks. <laughs> they have my favorite like rogues gallery. Only because it's fucking crazy. Spider Man's yeah. villains are the Spider Man's has the second best rogues gallery in all of comic books. Oh yeah. yeah. They have such fun villains. Mm-hmm. It's like and I love that they bleed into each other too. Yeah. Like Kingpin can fit in both Spider Man and Daredevil. Yeah. Like he's a fun villain. I love Kingpin. Tombstone. Another one. Mm-hmm. Lonnie Lincoln. Yeah, I love. Oh, that's what I, I can't wait for. Spider Man Four, whenever that comes out, I kind of want him to bump into Daredevil. I kind of want to see that bleed over because they're really fun when they do that. I like when Spider Man and Daredevil ping off each other. Yeah, just like Daredevil has like, like an affection for him, but at the same time, just like God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like I always like Wolverine was too, where he's just like, oh fuck. Like anytime those two meet. Did you see? The TV spot for Multiverse of Madness, where they just use the term Illuminati. Yes. So they're not even hiding it. And then you see that Xavier is in that yellow hover chair from the X-Men cartoons in oh, like, the he? 90s comics. Yes. Fuck. I didn't <laughs> see that part. Fuck. That's and cool. now like all bets are off. And this was a movie I was like obviously going to see and probably going to enjoy, but I wouldn't say I was excited for it. No, you're but right. now I'm just like, well, what the fuck? Like, it's such a small little thing, but it mm-hmm. means so much. Oh, no, no. I think I, 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 <coughs> Multiverse of Madness is how we get all the new properties they acquired. Yeah. Well, like, there's also this rumor of, like, these small cameos from, like, almost Marvel oh. things. Like, there's a persistent rumor that Tom Cruise is going to show up as Tony Stark. Yeah, I've heard that as well. But it also, it kind of looked like it was, like, Tom Cruise was, like, Human Torch. It was somebody froze. It looked like the Human Torch, and I'm like this is Tom Cruise, and I'm like, nah, I don't know. I if don't that's think so. Tom I Cruise. think that's Nova that we keep seeing mm. in the uh, in the ads. Could be, yeah, because it's gonna be that interesting line of do they introduce Fantastic Four as well? If they do, and it's John Krasinski, and that'd be fucking nuts. Who do they get to play the Human Torch? Really, anybody? Somebody young? Yeah, I don't know. I just hope. That... <laughs> Poor Michael B. Jordan. Just hope it's good. Yeah, Michael B. Man. I... I was literally thinking Michael B. Jordan. I'm like, oh, wait, he did it. Some of Marvel's uh, greatest uh, casting work is redeeming former Johnny Storms because we've got Chris Evans as Captain America and That's Michael true. B. Jordan as Killmonger. You're not wrong, actually. Like, hey, sorry about that. Come here again. Yeah, come, 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 come on, back. Come on. <laughs> what if you're the best MCU character and then you retire and everybody's bummed out forever? Exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I, uh, Multiverse is going to be very fun. Mm-hmm. And I love the way it looks. When he's, like, the one spot they did give us of him fighting that monster. Yeah. I like how you, like, peer into another dimension to see the monster fucking shit up. Mm-hmm. That's fun. I love, yeah, the fact that Sam Raimi is directing this movie gives me a lot of interest in it. Yeah. 
It's going to be wild. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a lot of... Lots of actually riding on that movie. I think probably yeah. But uh, if it, I mean, if it sucks, whatever. The things they brought over is the things they brought over, right? Yeah. They'll just build off of it. Yeah, exactly. The first Doctor Strange kind of sucked, and everybody's fine with it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> a lot of those movies were getting like very copy and pasty. It felt like they were uh, just introducing characters. Like I just have it's yeah. This one. There's some movies <laughs> that I like the characters a lot, and I felt like they didn't use them to their potential. Yeah. But then there's some movies that I just feel like are undeniable, like. Winter Soldier and the Guardians movies, and mm-hmm. I'm just oh, yeah. like, what? These are so fucking good. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Thor, third one. Yeah, Ragnarok. I'm really excited for Love and Thunder. Yeah. They leaned <laughs> into. They found the thing with Thor. They really did. They they found where he's gonna live and thrive, and yeah. they're just like not looking back. And fucking Christian Bale is in that movie. That's fucking nuts. I keep forgetting <laughs> that. Yeah. And uh, Russell Crowe is Zeus. Yes, he is. God damn it. <laughs> We're probably going to see Christian Bale fucking kill him. Probably. Yeah. That'll be wild. I wonder if they're going to introduce Hercules. Everybody's saying that Henry Cavill should be Hercules. Because Mar... No, Henry Cavill should be Brian Braddock, uh, Captain Britain. That's... <laughs> but... Um, obviously. That would be the most fuck you to DC ever. That'd be did. great. They should. Um... But no, the Marvel like Marvel has a Hercules character that's yeah. like a big part of the Marvel comics, of, especially like the eighties. They should. They sh- that would be great. Him. Who Her- would you get to play him though if it wasn't Henry Cavill? It'd have to be somebody just like that stereotypical. Yeah. Big fucking. Brute. Yeah. But it's got to be. It's got to be somebody kind of funny. Of course, they have yeah. to lean into it. Yeah. He would be per- like Hercules as a character and idea sounds silly everywhere else except for in the Guardians of the Galaxy and where Thor is at now. Yeah, he fits fucking perfectly. And the Disney movie Hercules, which slaps well, and nobody gives enough credit. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. The animated one. Yeah. No. Yeah. The movie's great. It's probably one of the like top five best like Disney animated movies ever. Maybe. Ever. Yeah. Ever. What are your top five animated Disney movies? Oh, God. No, actually, here's a funny thing about me. <laughs> I don't really care for the Disney animated movies. Lion King, obviously, is, like, uh-huh. on its own thing. Uh-huh. That's untouchable. Uh-huh. One of my favorite Disney movies is Emperor's New Groove. Okay. I fucking love the Is that Emperor's a Disney New movie? Groove. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Emperor's New Groove is great. I fucking love that movie. I think, for me, I'm a little bit older than you. Yes. So, I am squarely in the generation that grew up during the Disney Renaissance. Fair. So, like, they probably mean a little bit more to me. Also fair. But, like, Aladdin, Lion yeah, King, okay, fair, fair. Hercules. Um, I, I love The Great Mouse Detective. Mm. Um, Disney's Beauty and the Beast is one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. I can see that. Yeah. Those are probably, like, the ones you just listed there are probably, like, the top tier. Yeah. Rescuers Down Under is great. <laughs> I don't know that. Which one is that one? It's the one with the mice. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, right at that tail end. And for some reason, like, those Disney movies didn't really click with me. Yeah. Um, I leaned a little more, like, also towards Pixar growing up. Yeah. Well, Pixar was, like, a new, yeah. Yeah. That was where, that what got, that's what got me. Yeah. So, Disney was kind of, like, the old. Yeah. You kind of watched as a kid. Pixar kind of came in that point. Yeah. Where it was, like, capturing my imagination a little more. But I saw, like, I saw Aladdin in the theater. Oh, that's You cool. know what I mean. And the first Toy Story. I did, too. <laughs> first Toy Story, I think, was my first movie the theater yeah my first movie in the theater was uh home alone 2 ah classic. <laughs> and then a few months later jurassic park damn back to back though yeah look at you you're like wow all movies are good that's fun <laughs> <laughs> well i you know i watched movies at home before that and my parents would take me to the drive-in oh, before that so when i say my first like movie in a theater first movie in an indoor theater oh uh, okay um, 
But yeah, they would take us to the drive-in. <laughs> even for, th- I think for things they thought I was too young to be paying attention to. Perfect. Because I definitely saw Terminator 2 As you in the drive-in. I definitely... <laughs> I remember seeing Batman Returns in the drive-in. I remember seeing the Sandlot in the drive-in. Damn. Yeah. Drive-ins are weird. Mm-hmm. They're a weird concept. I think it'd be cool, though. But, I don't know. They're great. I love the, I love going to the drive-in. I've been, for, like, in a long time. you got to see a bright movie, though. That's fair. Like, I can't even imagine seeing the Batman in the drive-in. No. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that doesn't do it justice. Um, yeah, no, going to the drive-in's fun. Yeah. Uh, my favorite driving memory is in Twister when they're watching The Shining uh-huh. and the Twister rips through The Shining. Your favorite driving memory is somebody else's exactly. experience. <laughs> <laughs> or it gets destroyed. <laughs> Just when somebody says driving, I immediately think of that scene. I saw Twister fairly recently. It's fun. It's, I have a hot spot yeah. for that movie. It's a very interesting period of history where like Helen Hunt would be <laughs> the star of like a big blockbuster uh, special effects movie. <laughs> Well, it has, um, I can't believe I'm spacing on his name, too. Bill but, Paxton. Well, yes, Bill Paxton. And uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman just swinging for the fences on Dusty. every single yeah. line. <laughs> the suck zone. <laughs> he, literally, every time he opens his mouth, he's like, what's the craziest fucking way I can deliver he's this? He's great in that movie. I love it so much. Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. Oh, random segue. Severance. Yeah. Are you going to start it? probably okay good i'm actually very excited to see what you think about it yeah it's a an extremely fun yeah. take on like work life yeah because i had um i started watching the offer because they put put the first three episodes of that on paramount plus okay now i'm waiting for more of that i finished warrior okay um and i desperately want a third season <laughs> so this might be the perfect thing for you to kind of dive into maybe yeah we'll see what the vibe is it's fun that ben stiller directed it yeah, I like Ben Stiller as a filmmaker. It's this is him having like a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I think you're really going to appreciate the horror elements that are sprinkled in uh-huh. and are just getting crazier and crazier the more they like go down. Hmm. Um, and like the concept it brings up of like just kind of your work self uh-huh. is like almost completely opposite than like your normal self. Yeah. And so it's almost in that balance of like creating two different people mm-hmm. that each have their own goals and aspirations and feelings almost. Right. And yeah. diving into that like hardcore and the fact that when they're at work, they don't fucking remember anything about their personal life. Yeah, I did know this about it. Yeah, and then yeah. in personal life, you know nothing about your work self. And so you like literally split yourself into two different people and what that means for choices you can make. Yeah. Well, that's, that is pretty interesting. Yeah. It's super cool. It's on Apple, right? Yeah. Apple's kind of coming out swinging some good shows. Oh, don't even give me a fucking starter on Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. <laughs> Ted Lasso's a masterpiece. It really is. It's this positive... I don't care how weird Jason Sudeikis is in, weird, in real life. <laughs> it's whatever. Did you read that thing about him serving yes. Olivia Wilde? With... Now, <laughs> I think when you go to serve the papers, you don't choose the location. The, the person chooses when okay. the best time to approach. So, hold on. I did a deep dive into this because this has been haunting my memory all week. It's been living in my fucking head rent free. Um, so he like told the like lawyer people or whatever. I don't know how that works. Yeah, she's going to be at CinemaCon. Yeah, like Get he's her. going to be at this place during these times. Yeah. So he didn't not know. <laughs> in my humble opinion, it was a targeted, calculated move. I think it's a little wild. I don't necessarily think it's unethical. Uh, or... Wild with an E. <laughs> 
Olivia. <laughs> okay. More importantly, though, apparently she showed footage of her new movie, Don't Worry, Darling. Yes. Uh, and it's fucking slaps. Like, everybody who saw it is like, this is going to be an amazing fucking movie. That's what I've heard. They um, also screened all of Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. And it's and getting insane responses from people. people are like, like, it's a perfect blockbuster. <laughs> well, not even that, but people are saying... It's like, going to win Oscars. It, yeah. People are actually like, <laughs> talking about how it's it's Tom Cruise is delivering like an actual fucking good performance. Tom Cruise always delivers a good performance. That's you Shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> That's why he fucks fish. He pretended to be a regular functioning human being for decades, and everybody believed him. That's true. And actually, he's a maniac. He's... <laughs> I love Tom Cruise. We love you here, Tom. He You're is... welcome anytime. That's true. You can be on the show whenever you want. That's right. Open door invitation. You can pitch us. You can tell us all about Scientology and how good you think it would exactly. be for our lives. It's, it's true. <laughs> he, I think his goal is to like die doing a stunt. I think that's how he wants to go out. He wants us all to see. <laughs> so he keeps making Mission Impossibles. Maybe this is it. <laughs> this is the time. That's, that Mission Impossible franchise is wild. It is. Because they keep... Every time one comes out, I'm like, I guess I'll see it. And Wait. I watch it, I'm like, oh yeah, these are all great. <laughs> Except for the second one. Yeah, the second one's not great. But that's okay. But Speaking of, Philip Seymour Hoffman was a villain in the... The third one. Yeah. Was it the third one? Yeah. Yeah. He was good, too. <laughs> he's, he's, he's good in everything. Him in that movie. <laughs> One of the most unanswered questions or like what ifs in my in my life uh-huh. is the forever rumor that he was considered for Penguin. In the Nolan movies? Mm-hmm. Some of those rumors I think are sus. Like I oh, doubt yeah. Nolan was ever going to do. It's weird that he avoided characters that are known for wearing suits. But his thing with like all the villains were like, what if the Scarecrow was a guy in a suit? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Scarecrow, suit. Joker, suit. Suit. <laughs> the only one was Bane, fur coat. Yeah, rad fur coat. <laughs> but yeah, no, Philip Seymour Hoffman in uh, Mission Impossible 3 is an awesome villain. Oh, yeah. He's got that whole thing where he's like talking to Tom Cruise, and he's like, you got a wife, a girlfriend? I'm going to find her. I'm going to find her, and I'm going to hurt her. Like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of convincing. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, shit, those movies are going to go on forever. But yeah, I'm excited for the Top Gun now. Give it to me. Oh, I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Yeah. Man. What a fun time that's going to be. Yeah. Going to see Top Gun. Do you think they're going to open with Danger Highway Zone? to the Danger Yeah. I w- would hope so. I fucking, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Do you think they're going to use the song Playing with the Boys? Because apparently they do clearly have some sort of a beach sport sequence that's in the trailer. Oh, yeah. They, they better. <laughs> I That second trailer, I had the like weirdest revelation when I was oh watching it, because they have Miles Teller is playing Goose's son, right? Yes. Um, and I was like, okay, well, that's fine. It's a little cheesy. And then I had this, like, I was like, oh, in the original Top Gun, Maverick is, like, coming into this program, and his dad, like, died when he was too young to remember, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like, like, nobody will really tell him what happened, and he has all this, like, this chip on his shoulder, and I was like, holy shit, like, it's the same. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> I, I went like full circle on them including that character. Because you're like, oh shit, that's and I was probably, like, oh my god. That's probably what pushes him over the edge. Baby Goose is going to have the same experience. Yes. Or it's going to be him. Maybe he shouldn't give him that experience. He doesn't want him to turn into him. No. We should all want to be more like Maverick. <laughs> god, the first Top Gun's so good. <laughs> God, he goes from, does he go from the beach volleyball scene over to her house? Yeah, and then he's, he's like, I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to use your shower. 
A goddamn pimp. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, a, it's such a subtle, like assertive move. Like yeah. I need to shower. Yeah, I'm gonna say, look, I do what I want. <laughs> Nobody tells me. It's a big problem I have. I'm gonna put my sand pants back on after, but don't worry about it. My sandy jeans. (laughs) Use my beach jeans. Now they are, because the the sand and the denim have merged. (laughs) After that much sand, it's now just one item. Oh man, I love Top Gun. It's a great movie. Me too. It's fun. Can't wait. Ah, well, that was a fun detour. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else? Uh, I don't know. Is there? I don't don't think so. I don't know anything. I don't have anything. I got nothing. I'm just vibing right now. <laughs> oh, that Weird West game? Uh, I am now... You finished one story as a bounty hunter, right? I found my husband. Story's over. Okay. Now I have taken over... Uh, it is a witch who's created a zombie army of pigmen. Mm-hmm. But I am a pigman that has gained consciousness. Conscious pigmen? Exactly, and I have found another pigman that has also gained consciousness, and we're teaming up together with a tree, a Uh spiritual tree, that Uh takes the souls from the pigmen and makes them zombies, Uh but doesn't want to do it anymore. It just wants to die. And so our mission is to kill the tree so he can just peacefully rest and no longer take the souls of these pigmen. (laughs) That's the new story I'm about to start. Great. (laughs) It's fucking wild. They added a uh, N64 expansion on the Switch, so I'm playing Mario 64 right now. Good for you. Thanks. Goldeneye? Goldeneye's not on there. Uh, what? Well, I, I, none of the Rare games are on there. Oh. That's right, because Rare's owned by, I think, Xbox. But they, the Donkey Kong games are on their Super Nintendo expansions. Hmm. But I think they own... I think it's because it's a, a Nintendo-owned character, Donkey Kong, and Rare just like made the games. Yeah, probably. But, uh... Yeah. No, if they put anything on there, I would want it to be Perfect Dark. It's just a better version of Goldeneye. That's fair. Yeah. There's a rumor that per- that game is getting um, rebooted for the Xbox. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because I think they bought Rare, so they own all those properties. Yeah. Because yeah. they've been rumored for the six, uh, Goldeneye as well. Mm-hmm. I might have to get an Xbox since they bought Bethesda. But... They are cheap. Just get the, um, the uh, fucking Series S or... Out of the two new consoles, it's the cheaper one. <laughs> Get that one. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's cheaper, and if you just need it for Bethesda games, yeah, they don't really have the best graphics anyway, so. <laughs> or say fucking just get the big one. Yeah. I don't know. Because I want the PS5, I want the disc version so that I have a 4K player. But... As you should. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Starfield comes out soon. <laughs> which is Bethesda's new game. <laughs> In June. Maybe. maybe. Cross our fingers. I just wanted to explore the stars. Yeah, I am excited by that. Waiting for a game to let me be Han Solo, goddammit. No game has let me be Han Solo. <laughs> Just let me fucking be Han Solo. You didn't play the Solo mobile app? <laughs> I did not. But if Starfield can make me Han Solo, that's, that's all I want. Let me explore some cool, like, space, yeah. dirty cities, and some creepy bars with, like, an alien serving drinks. Yeah, I really hope that game is good because it sounds like it could really disappoint <laughs> it could break my heart yeah. <laughs> like cyberpunk i still i never finished cyberpunk i only got like maybe a few hours into it they i started it again on the ps5 because they read they actually fully released it. it just feels so lifeless it does but the new the the re-release actually feels a little bit better yeah the people actually feel alive they react like if there's an explosion they just don't keep strolling oh my god 
Yeah, she'd run away. <laughs> and like the driving mechanics just felt. Oh so... god, it was so bad. <laughs> but there's so many fun things in there. I know it's such a cool idea for a game. That's why it hurts so much that it, it does. Sucked. It's. I think I had this thought, which would be um, they've created the perfect bones for a fun cyberpunk like universe. And if they just made a proper sequel and took their time and made it for the console it needs to be made for, yeah. I think you'd have something fucking awesome on your hands. Yeah. Um, I, it's it's kind of sucks because like the Johnny Silverhand thing takes me out of it. It's a weird conceit. Like yeah. I don't know why they had to do it. <laughs> I think they just did it for Keanu Reeves. It feels like it was. But you could do like just make him like a mob boss in the city. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't. I hate that he's a part of you and he fucks up your game and like. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Yeah. It, I, it, it's a thing. Thing somebody would have pitched during like a story meeting where it would have been like unnecessary. Exactly. <laughs> they ran with it instead. Yeah. Um. It. And that's why like if they did a sequel like just let me be a fucking like mercenary or a detective or like let me just choose how I want to live in this world and then just leave me alone. Yeah. Don't have, like, Keanu Reeves yelling at me what to do. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> Which sucks, because I love Keanu Reeves. Yeah. But... Yeah, I would love that in real life. Yeah. <laughs> His lines are wild. I know. And they showed a John Wick 4 footage at CinemaCon, too. Did they? Yeah, and he kills somebody with nunchucks. <gasps> we talked about this. Yeah. Nunchucks haven't really been used since Bruce Lee. Properly. No. You gotta watch Warrior. Fair. Yeah. Fair. And maybe in the Batman 2, they'll use their abandoned nunchuck design. Give that to Robin. <laughs> no, in uh, the Art of the Batman book, they have all these like, oh, no, no, yeah. designs and schematics, and one of them is like a baton, and he twists it and pulls it apart, and it's nunchucks. Yeah. And I was like, if he had pulled out nunchucks in like that iceberg lounge sequence, I would have lost my goddamn mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I think Robin's the most fun is when he gets that shit. Yeah. It really it reminded me yeah. of uh, Sam Hamm's like, first draft of the first Batman. Oh, shit. Because uh, he had a lot more like action sequences. In it, and he had this whole thing um, in that Ace Chemicals or Axis Chemicals, as mm. it is in the movies. Um, he's like fighting um, the gangster guys, like on this catwalk, and there's this bit where he like pulls a baton off his belt and like whips it out and becomes a staff, and he's like fighting guys with his staff. And then he's got this thing where his like claws pop out of like the gloves, and he mm. like slashes a dude. Oh my god! <laughs> like that'd be nuts. He had the, he had a lot of shit going. Like Sam Hamm had a lot of. Uh, crazy batman ideas that did not make it <laughs> this one had a lot of fun stuff he has his taser yeah i love his grapple hook all his gadgets are super fun because they just seem they really sell you on this guy there's like a little bit crazy yeah and he's like in his fucking basement and he's like what do i like i'm gonna build a wingsuit into my suit in case i have to jump off something <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, and he's like, I'm gonna put a taser. These grapple guns. What do I need? Why not? And he like, you can totally see him like he went through some sort of experience, and he was like, Oh, if I had this, this would have like gotten me out of this. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. He like learns from his mistakes every time. Yeah. God, it's good. Oh, that sequel's gonna be so much fun. Cannot fucking wait. What a great world we live in now. I know. It feels so good. (laughs) Instead of like dreading. Uh, I know. Everything that came out. I know. It's fine. It's it's going to be okay. We're yeah. in a bright future now. Batman 2. Kill the Batman. What if it's Heart of Ice? What if they just take the title? I don't see them doing that. Me neither. But it would be kind of fun. I would... They'd be fine, yeah. It would my heart, ironically. <laughs> ironically, it yeah. would. Yeah, that would be really cool if they used Mr. Freeze. 
I love the. I want them to kind of keep going with the voiceover too. Like keep that like noir. Yeah, use more of it. Yeah, I think use enough. <laughs> yeah, I want like more voiceover. Yeah, I fucking love that shit. And I think he's just like the perfect villain. He to, does. Like, yeah, he does it so well. Well, that's that icy blue lighting. I can see them leaning into it in like a very beautiful way. Because mm-hmm. like the lighting in that movie is just amazing. Oh yeah, it's one of the most visually beautiful movies that's oh, been yeah. made in the last twenty years. Like when he's walking into the crime scene, like the, in the beginning, like mm-hmm. the way the backlighting is, like it's mm-hmm. there's dark, moody lighting around him. The way that freeway looks during the Batmobile chase was just yeah. like that orange fluorescent light. Yes, yeah. they use that in that scene too, where it's yeah. just the the lamps are old looking and they cast it. Yeah, warm. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, it's beautiful. How great. great. Uh, and then the transition from Bruce to Batman too. Mm-hmm. Not only like the lighting, but the way he acts and the <sighs> It's so good. It's perfect. You're Look right. at us driving. <laughs> I know. <laughs> now we'll see. Now I gotta do Superman right so we can totally be happy. Do it. <laughs> we had that brief idea of Superman. Um hmm. you showed me that comic book panel. Oh yeah, from All Star. Yeah, where he, he just saves just the stops kid. stops the girl from committing suicide. That would be such a fun, like, I immediately had, like, a fun opening to a Superman movie yeah. where some of, like, been the plane crash and he catches the plane. Like, how cool would it be to, like, have... He just saves, like, a person. Just, yeah. like yeah. It It's not, be... like, a visual spectacular, no. visual spectacle. It's just, like, this is, like, what he does. Yeah. And it's, you can even have the slow pan, like, it's... Ron agrees. Yeah. Like, the slow pan, like, going down on, like, Metropolis at sunset... And we come behind a kid who's like just standing, like just looking out at the sunset. It looks like maybe he's on the phone and he's like listening to a voicemail from his parents or something. And talking about how proud they are of him, like oh he's gonna accomplish because he's gotten into like this school. <laughs> Laying it on really thick. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And it's just like maybe he just has like instead of an acceptance letter, it's a rejection letter, and he just steps off and he's falling, and then just he you don't hear anything. Uh huh. And then just slowly Superman comes up with him, like, in his arms. Yeah. And just sets him down. Yeah. And just, like, talks to him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's our opening to Superman. Like, fuck the plane. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of that shit. Yeah. In fact, put a plane crashing in the back <laughs> that he's ignoring. Exactly. And the cries of help of the passengers <laughs> who are still alive because it crashes into the water. Ignore that. No, just something so, like, taking that, it shows what Superman is, this Superman is to his core. Uh-huh. And it also just gives us something different entirely. Yeah. I would agree. It'd be fun. Anyways, that's just me, though. Yeah. I was laying on thick, though. But... <laughs> it would just be this very fun, like, where are we going with this? And then it's just, that's where we're taking it. Yeah. This anyway. is what Superman does. He's here for everybody. Exactly. He's no a more proactive God. Exactly. <laughs> he, nothing. Superman loves you. There's nothing too small. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what's great. Yeah. So, anyways. All right. This is fun. Yeah, absolutely. We just went on a fat detour. <laughs> I don't even know what to title this episode because we, we went all over the place. Yeah. Okay. Well, we say goodbye now. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye.